I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in this day. I was going to say Monday. You might be listening to it on Thursday or Wednesday. I, I don't know when you listen to it. But I'm glad that you are listening to it. And I think something is funny to share with you guys. Uh, Just to let you know, I know zero things of what I'm doing, which you probably already gathered, is I thought almost all this time that you speak into the top of the microphone and not the side of the microphone. And so I just discovered that like the last episode or two. So if you hear a change in volume, it might be because I am learning things and learning stuff um you're never too old to learn friends and especially like honestly can we just give a round of applause to the people who were born before the internet I was born in 1983 so I do remember a time without the internet it's just I got mine in high school so um just the amount of books that had to be read or even you know before lots of access to books you probably had to talk to people and learn from people What a thing. I still think that's probably the best way. But I do thank the Lord for YouTube videos and trial and error. So here we are. A couple minutes in already. And I have not talked about anything important. I hope your day has been going well. I hope your week has been going great. Or that I I hope that it will go great if it's Monday. And you haven't really started your week. Does week start on Sunday or Monday? Okay. Nope. I'm done. I'm done rambling. I'm glad you're here. Um, I wanted to talk about double talk. Double talk. What is double talk? Uh, The Merriam-Webster says double talk is language that appears to be earnest and meaningful, but in fact is a mixture of sense and nonsense. Raise your hand if you know more than 20 people (laughs) who double talk. Um, And you might be one of them as well. I think I can be that uh, sometimes, and I don't necessarily mean to be, um, but sometimes we're filling the void and we're just saying words like I did at the beginning of this episode, or sometimes you're talking to somebody and, uh, maybe they have a different viewpoint or different belief than you. And so you kind of don't want to make things awkward. And so you're saying things to them that isn't necessarily like what you believe at all. And maybe the way that you're trying to comfort them, um, doesn't even have any kind of, um, coherence either. So I just kind of wanted to focus this episode on just really being careful what we say, like having a guard in our mouth. And I do pray that for myself. I think we should all pray that for ourselves because if we want to be empty vessels for God, if we want God to speak through us, we've got to make sure not to be letting a bunch of nonsense of our own come out of our mouth because that's going to contradict and cause conflict with what God wants to say through us. Um, Some of y'all know that I homeschool my children. And so the past two years, we've been using this curriculum called My Father's World. I really like it. It's very uh, missionary-minded and, um, you know, biblical, obviously, One of the books that we read last year, which my kids really enjoyed it, um, is called Kingdom Tales by David and Karen Maines, and I will link that book. I'm like, I sound like I'm sponsoring all these books. I'm not. (laughs) I don't get paid for any of this stuff, but you know, we read some books, and uh, and so if 
if I like something, I'm going to tell you about it. So that's one of the books. Um, I would be careful, though, if you decide to buy it. Um, besides it being $40. It's a big book, though. Um, but it's just kind of dark and violent and it's got some heavy stuff in it so it's an, it's an allegory it's a different you know it's a story with kind of like a hidden meaning um and it just parallel parallels uh just you know satan and jesus and the kingdom coming and the kingdom now and um it's it's really good picture but you know it's dark so i'm gonna read some things from it um okay so this is from page 84 I don't really know how you cite these things. I'm sorry, but page 84 from this, this book. Uh, so it says double talk. Okay, let me let me stop for a minute because I'm going to start reading this. You're going to be like, what are you talking about? Uh, so again, it's an allegory, okay? So it's just painting a picture. So it's talking about these three guys who are in the um, center square of the city and they make announcements. Okay, now you know. All right. Double talk made positive announcements out of one side of his mouth. The enchanters coming, for instance, or melons in the marketplace would be announced out of the right side. Negative announcements, however, would be shouted out of the left side of his mouth. The enchanter is not coming. The melons have been stolen. Trouble began when Double Talk couldn't decide if the announcement was negative or positive. Was the theft of rutabagas good or bad news? Or maybe it was a good thing that the enchanter wasn't coming. Consequently, he began to make announcements out of both sides of his mouth. The enchanter is coming on the right side. The enchanter is not coming on the left. Then, both at the same time, his tongue worked so hard it eventually split in two. Double talk always worked up a sweat, but no one appreciated his great effort. People standing beneath his column shouted, Huh, bub? Make up your mind. What you got? What noodle brains? And they threw rotten tomatoes. Triple tongue faltered over each word three times. The, 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 the chanters coming, he would cry. His announcements took a very long time. After a while, he discovered that if he rushed his words, his tongue wouldn't triple so much. So he learned to shout, The enchanter coming! Unfortunately, no one, except they say, could understand him. People standing beneath his post would wrinkle their noses and say, Eh? What? Why don't you learn to talk plain? And then they would rock his post. The third friend, they say, had learned early never to state an opinion of his own. That was bound to get you in trouble. They say the enchanter is coming, he would proclaim, or they say the enchanter is not coming. He never took the blame for anything. He said because he only said what they said, and he said what they said even when he knew he shouldn't say it, because he only said what he said because other people said it. So, in quotes, all of that to say, um, it's pretty interesting those three speakers that this book painted a picture of is somebody or you know tv or culture or whatever that we can relate that to and heaven help us if we are any of those type of, of people um where we're again using the god-given mouth that god has given us to say things that are not god's message that contradict it um, that cause stumbling blocks for others, that confuses others more. Um, and at the end of these little chapters, they're pretty, they're pretty short. Um, they have different questions for it for your kids. And this one, um, it says, what did the king say to each herald? 
and how did they respond? So the king is representative of Jesus in this. And so he goes to each of these announcers and it says to the triple tongue in my kingdom, we work very hard to speak what is that way we can learn to trust each other. Come follow me and I will take away your fear. And then to double talk, the subjects in my kingdom say yes when they mean yes and no when they mean no. Come join me and I'll teach you to work at what really is. And to they say, actually, they are wrong. People were made to live in the light. In my kingdom, they work and play during the day and sleep at night. I say, I have always said, I say now and always say, live in the light. End quote. So again, I think. Uh, when we think about whether other people are saying things or we're trying to be agreeable or we're trying to fill the void or whatever it is, if it is not the truth of God, if it is not firm in the foundation of Jesus Christ in the Bible and it contradicts or causes confusion in any of that, we've got to watch our mouths. And I'm talking to myself because, you know, what happens is either we're wanting to be agreeable and supportive And people will say things that are completely against the Bible or even a little against the Bible. And we'll be like, yeah, you know, I understand. And I'm not saying like we uh, shouldn't be empathetic and loving and um, comforting in in ways as a friend should be. uh, But we oftentimes decide not to speak God's truth at the end. You know, why can't we say, hey, I understand what you're going through. That's really tough and I love you and I'm here for you. But let me tell you what the Bible says about this. Let me show you where the light is in this darkness. Uh, Because, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I just get really afraid. Afraid of what? I don't know. Afraid of, of judgment. Afraid of people thinking I'm mean. Afraid of whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's all selfish thinking, right? And anyways, let me read some, uh, let me read some Bible verses and and I'll get to the other things I'm thinking in my brain as I'm like running ahead and all over the place. Okay, so James uh, chapter 1 verses 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so I think... A lot of times, you know, and this is kind of a little different situation, is that if you do not read the Word of God, you do not know what the Word of God is. You don't know what His words are. You don't know what the mind of God is. And so you're going to be all over the place with your beliefs. And you're going to be easily persuaded by what the world says, and specifically Satan, right? I mean, he comes as an angel of light, and so he's going to say a whole lot of stuff that sounds real nice and happy and appeals to your flesh. And also, I mean, they sound good. That sounds like love. That sounds like goodness and happiness and kindness. But if we compare it to the Word of God, does it stand true? Is it true? Is it conflicting? Um, So if you don't know the words of God from the Bible, then you're going to be easily persuaded into, you know, what the world believes. And that will become your belief. And then you're going to be double-minded. You know, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the word of God, but I also believe X, Y, Z. Well, X, Y, Z is completely against what the Bible says. So what do you believe? That is unstable, right? And then James 4, 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. 
Well, okay, so if he's saying, clench your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded, then being double-minded is a sin. And how can you be walking with God and living in a right relationship with him uh, when you are thinking and saying things contrary to who he is? And if his spirit lives inside of you, then that's not going to be his spirit. That's going to be your flesh, right? And then I also went back to Merriam-Webster and looked at double-minded. And it says, wavering in mind, undecided, uh, marked by hypocrisy, right? I mean, how can we say we are Christ's followers if we live and we say things that are contrary to who he is and what the Bible says? Then we are hypocrites, right? So we've got to be very careful you know, like the last episode talking about our thoughts, right? And our thought life, our thought pattern, um, and taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. And so the same thing about guarding our mouth and our words, um, and our actions, obviously. Billy Graham, he has said, double-mindedness means the faculty of holding two contradictory beliefs in one's mind and accepting both of them. We talk out of both corners of our mouths at once, end quote. And Matthew five thirty seven it says, But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. So let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? Um, and when it says, For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil, confusion being one. How many of, of y'all or people that you know are really confused right now, you know, um, Things are really confusing. Things are, I don't know, you guys. There's some things that are just, we know we know things that go against the Bible. And then we know a lot of times, even from a secular perspective, where things make sense in a secular, logical perspective, even apart from religion, you look at it and the world is saying, no, Nothing is absolute. Everything is up for interpretation, even what you thought was science or absolute. And so things and people are just so very confused. And, you know, we read in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. So if God's not the author of confusion, he's God of order, right? And clarity, and truth and light. So who is the author of confusion? It's Satan. Satan wants you to be confused. Satan wants you to be muddled. What happens when you're confused? Then you don't trust God. Then you can't make any decisions really. You're left paralyzed or you're making choices that are clearly contrary to the Lord um, because you're confused and God is not confused. He's clear. He's so clear. And I don't know about y'all, but, you know, when you talk to people, and I know not everybody believes in the Bible, right? Um, But there's so many debates. And so people even who are Christian will even pick apart the validity validity of the Bible. And, well, man wrote it. Oh, man, listen, you really got to look into that. And I understand that God used man to write it. Um, It is by the Holy Spirit. It is God's words. uh, And that's what I believe. And so you have to be careful that if you're a Christian, but you're questioning 
the validity of the Bible, you're going to be in a confused spot. What do you believe? How do you know about Jesus? Well, let me tell you, I know about Jesus because I read the Bible, because I heard God's word. The Old Testament prophesied about who Jesus was, the Messiah coming, right? And then reading the four Gospels, I mean, that tells exactly who Jesus is, what he did, and how he died for my sins and the cross. He paid that payment for me so I could be reconciled with God and forgiven and have abundant joy in life here on earth and abundant joy in life eternally secure in Christ in heaven when I die, right? So like I know that because the Bible told me so. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible told me so, right? So how do you know about Jesus? And if you know about Jesus from the Bible and you believe that Jesus is the son of God and he died for your sins, right? Then you need to make sure you believe the Bible because you only know about Jesus from the Bible, about who he is. And so do not let the world or anybody else and Satan, obviously, specifically, confuse you in that and confuse you about uh, you standing firm and full of faith in the foundation of truth, which is God's word, the Bible. Don't get shaken on that. And through all of that, learn what God says in his words. So make sure that the words that come out of your mouth are not going to be contrary to what God is saying. No, do- no double talking. Double. <laughs> no double talking. No double talking. No double minded. No double thinking. No double living. Man, that's confusing. That's not only confusing to you. You're not being honest about who you are, what you believe. And then you're not showing a good uh, picture to anybody else about what you believe and who you are living a double life. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth, right? And sometimes, like I said, I catch myself where I'm wanting to be a people pleaser. And if somebody says, like, they do this and they made this choice and, you know, sometimes I don't want to be like, well, let me tell you, let me tell you about God and his promises and how there's better abundant life that you can be living. Usually I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Hmm. Ugh, why am I this way? <laughs> I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that way because life is but a vapor. You're going to die. You're going to see the Lord. And you're going to look back in your life on earth and you're gonna be like, why? Why did that take more opportunities to be clear on who God is and what he says and in my own life? And why did I spread confusion or be okay with confusion or make other people feel good about their confusion? If it's against the Bible, it's, it's confusion. It's not the clarity of the Bible and what God says. So I don't know. I hope that challenges y'all because it challenges me to really be um, meticulous. <laughs> I'm not really good at being meticulous, uh, but just really being thoughtful about, you know, what I let in my head, like last week's episode, my thoughts, and then also uh, careful about the words that come out of my mouth. Um, I'm going to be accountable for each word that comes out of my mouth. Matthew twelve thirty six says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, 
They shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, I don't know, y'all. I, I want to be careful of, with what I say, but not only because I'm going to be accountable for it um, in the day of judgment, but that also because I love God and I found life in him, abundant life and joy and light from the darkness and deliverance from my sin. I'm no longer a slave held in bondage. And so I want my words not to be idle. I want them to be full of life and truth. And so again, just examine your heart too, you know, see in in the ways that um, you can follow Christ better. And again, it's not your flesh that's going to be capable of it. You're gonna be like, I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to only say these five things a day and it's going to be great. And um, we're going to strive in our flesh and we're going to fail. But anytime that you speak, you know, Father God, please give me opportunities to encounter people and uh, to tell them your truth. And Father, I pray that you give me the words to say that the words are not my own, that they're going to be clear and full of truth. And I pray that you cast an enemy far from me. Let there be no stumbling blocks coming out of my mouth and, uh, and just speak your truth, Father. And I know we be saying your truth, my truth, and everybody else's truth. But let me tell you, there's only one truth, and that is the the truth of the word of Jesus Christ, which is found in the Bible. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on to the song. Uh, and some of y'all that are just maybe tuning in, um, I have a podcast Spotify playlist. I'm sure I didn't word that right, but I made a playlist in Spotify for this uh, podcast. And it's just praise songs, worship songs. Uh, songs about the Lord. And so every week I usually will try to add one or two songs on there. Um, so that, you know, when you're in your day and you're in a funk, or maybe you're not in a funk, you just want to listen some praise songs, uh, that this is just an easy playlist for you to go to and, and check out some songs. Uh, so this one is Father of Lights by Jesus Culture. And some of the lyrics are, love has a voice, love has a name, Jesus. Jesus, your love is a light filling my eyes. Jesus, Jesus, you bore the weight of death upon your heart and your last breath tore the veil apart. You made a way for me to walk in grace so I could love you face to face. Everything good comes from you, Father of lights. Your love will always pierce through the darkest night. So again, I'll link to the podcast Spotify playlist in the show notes as well as the book if you want to check it out. And if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, seriously, y'all, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Mm-hmm.